0: Welcome to Knowing Him. This is Steve Danielson.
1: And this is Angie Danielson.
0: Join us each week as we explore the hymns of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and share our feelings, insights, and reflections about how each one brings us closer to Jesus Christ.
1: Enjoy your favorites and find some undiscovered gems in our journey to Knowing Him.
0: Hello everyone out there in podcast land. Welcome to the first episode of Knowing Him. We honestly don't know how this is going to go yet. This is our first episode. We don't have everything mapped out. So we're just going to go for it and see how we do. How are you feeling today, Ange?
1: A little, nervous. <laughs> a little nervous. Yeah,
0: me too. You know, this is very different from the podcast I've done in the past. I, for one thing, I'm doing this live with my co-host. I don't have to zoom in and talk to the people I could do with my composers I talk to. So this is exciting. So we'll see what, what we've got. Um, so we're going to talk about a hymn today at the end. We're going to sing. We're going to express feelings and stuff and, and as much as we can about the song. Um, Now, before we get started, I do want to make a disclaimer that we are not going to probably cover everything that you have in your mind. Some of you know these hymns really well and probably have thoughts about them, and if you do, we want to hear your thoughts too. So just before we start, I'm just going to remind you, we have a Facebook group uh, called Knowing Him. Uh, Go on there and share your feelings about the hymns as well. Uh, you can also contact us via email, knowing him at gmail.com, or you can actually go to anchor.fm slash knowinghim, and there's a little message button. You could actually leave us a voice message, and maybe one day we'll put together a, an episode of your thoughts. So, anyway, Angie, what song are we talking about today?
1: We're going to be talking about Because I Have Been Given Much.
0: All right. So, start us off. So, so our listeners know Angie and I are going to sort of switch off week to week. Uh, leading off about who's sort of leading the discussion. So she's going to lead the discussion on this hymn and tell us all about it.
1: So I guess I'll start off by reading the words of the hymn um, as it is in the um, 1985 hymn book of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It says, Because I have been given much, I too must give. Because of thy great bounty, Lord, each day I live. I shall divide my gifts from thee with every brother that I see, who has the need of help from me. Because I have been sheltered, fed by thy good care, I cannot see another's lack and I not share. My glowing fire, my loaf of bread, my roof's safe shelter overhead, that he too may be comforted. Because I have been blessed by thy great love, dear Lord, I'll share thy love again according to thy word. I shall give love to those in need, I'll show that love by word and deed. Thus shall my thanks be thanks indeed. So, that's nice. A few years ago, I was singing this hymn in church and I was feeling the spirit really strongly, and so I looked down at the bottom of the page to see who wrote the song, and her name is Grace Noel Crowell. And I was intrigued by the fact that it said it was from a book called Light of the Years. So I tried to look up that book online, and I couldn't find much about that book, but I found a whole lot about the author. And so I kind of want to share some things about her because it ends up that she is an absolutely incredible person. Um... So first, the song, well, on one website, it said the song was published originally as Because of Thy Great Bounty. But on other websites um, and in a book that's been written about the hymns of the um, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, it said it was called The Shared Loaf. So Hmm. both of them are fitting for this song. Um, But Grace Noel Crowell was born October 31st, 1877 in Iowa, And she first started writing poetry when she was eight years old. And she had a very loving family. She grew up in a very loving family, but they all kind of laughed at her poem. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They weren't taking her seriously? No, they did not
1: take it seriously at all. And she got embarrassed by that and ran and hid and decided never to write again. But when she uh, got married and had children and she said she felt love in her life um, from her marriage and her children, she decided that, you know, that desire to write poetry again surged up in her, and she just started writing. Nice. Um, And she wrote 36 books and 5,000 poems. (laughs) So she was a very prolific writer. Um, In 1906, she became gravely ill, and it doesn't say what the illness was that she had, but she was sick for 11 years. Huh, so, that could have been. She, And she was resigned to be an invalid. She thought she was going to be an invalid for the rest of her life. Um, and that is when she be, start, started to become a really prolific writer because she didn't want to be a burden to her family. She wanted to be able to offer something because she, she couldn't take care of her children like she used to. She couldn't clean the house like she used to. And those were the things that she was giving to her family and she felt like this was something she could give even when she was sick.
0: So is this around the time that she wrote Because I've Been Given Much? Yeah. Think? Okay.
1: Yeah, she did. Um, her first poem was called The Marshland, um, and it was published while she was still ill. Um, I'm not sure if she wrote Because I Have Been Given Much when she was still ill or after, um, but it was because of her illness and suffering that she was able to write beautiful poems of hope, patience, and inspiration. And she actually said, I would like to write poetry that will help others who are suffering as I am. So I think when we go through something hard and we can relate more with other people who are suffering. And that came out really beautifully in her in her poetry.
0: Yeah, you know, I bet there's a lot <clears throat> of people out there right now <laughs> who have been suffering a lot lately. Uh, you know, we're coming out of this pandemic and a lot of people... You know, suffered a lot either through sickness or through watching someone else get sick. Um, you know, loss of employment, uh, loss of normalcy in life. You know, this is a, a message for for all of us that even when things get hard, we still have so much to be grateful for.
1: Yeah, I actually wanted to share another one of her poems that I liked. Um, it's called "To One in Sorrow." So going along with this topic, it says, Let me come in where you are weeping, friend, and let me take your hand. I who have known a sorrow such as yours can understand. Let me come in. I would be very still beside you in your grief. I would not bid you cease your weeping, friend. Tears can bring relief. Let me come in. I would only breathe a prayer and hold your hand, for I have known a sorrow such as yours and understand. Mm. That's beautiful.
0: Tears can bring relief. I don't know if this is I guess not inappropriate I just thought of the movie uh, Inside Out where sadness and joy had to learn to work together and sadness is a, a big part of life and it's a necessary part of life and sometimes it's just weeping releasing those feelings inside definitely brings relief
1: yeah definitely um So something that she actually wrote about because I have been given much, um, which I thought was interesting. It says in 1940, so this was after um, her illness was past. says, I wrote the poem originally titled The Shared Loaf After a Long and Serious Illness. I was convalescing and in a sudden glad uprush of gratitude for my release from pain, recalling the many mercies and blessings that had been mine those long hard days and through all my past life remembering the love that had been around and about me ever I wrote the words of this hymn Surely I have been given much Surely love has been showered upon me God grant that I may never forget to divide my gifts with every brother that I see who has the need of help from me and I trust that I shall not hoard the love that has been so abundantly showered upon me
0: Oh, that's cool. Where's that quote from?
1: Um, It's from a website called onesavioronevoice.com, and it has different things about different hymns.
0: That's cool. This was something that she really believed in.
1: Yeah. So it sounds like she was still getting over her illness when she wrote this, because it says when I was still convalescing. Yeah. So, Interesting. And actually, the third verse of the hymn is different when she originally wrote it. Do you want to read that, Steve? It's in that. Yeah.
0: So one of the one of the sources that we're going to use a lot for this podcast, uh, it's a book called Our Latter-day Hymns, the Stories and the Messages, put together by Karen Lynn Davidson. Uh, so there's some some great resources in here, and we'll lean on this book a lot. Uh, but the original third verse is as follows. Because love has been lavished so upon me, Lord a wealth I know that was not meant for me to hoard. I shall give love to those in need, the cold and hungry clothe and feed. Thus shall I show my thanks indeed.
1: So yeah, it was slightly different in the original. Um.
0: So do you know anything about the composer? you find anything about him?
1: Um, the only thing I read about Philip Landgrave was that... He originally wrote it as a, it was originally written as a choral piece and he named it seminary after, because he had gone to a Southern Baptist seminary, I Mm -hmm. believe. Did you find more information? Yeah, I was,
0: yeah, I did some research about John, uh, John Philip Landgrave. Uh, I actually found out his father was a saxophonist and loved John Philip Sousa and so named his son after him. So John Philip Landgrave, Hmm. uh, uh, normally goes by Philip Landgrave. But yeah, he was a a faculty member at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. Um, He, you know, very religious person, uh, wrote a lot of songs, uh, a lot of music, uh, 500 anthems, hymns and solos, 10 cantatas, three oratorios, Five music dramas, four Christian musicals, two choral series, choral collections in Spanish, Portuguese, and Russian, and a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> <laughs> and then he he was writing a lot of music. Any other really songs
1: cool. that we would know?
0: You know, I tried to find a list of songs, but you know, he was writing music when there weren't such things as websites, so his music isn't really out there, and I I couldn't find it on publishers. I wanted to find stuff because. Sites I I kept running into said, you know, he's got music that choral directors are familiar with. And I'm like...
1: What is it? <laughs> I don't know.
0: Like, his name is familiar to me, but I can't think of anything that he wrote. So no. if you know anything by Philip Landgrave out there, put it in the comments, because I'd, I'd love to know. um <clears throat> One thing that I thought was really cool, he did this uh, music drama called God's Love Song, and this is inspired by the Gospel of John. He basically did a full musical work based on the gospel of John, which was really, really cool. So he was born in what, uh, 1935 and he actually just recently passed away in October of 2021. Oh. Hmm. So it, he had a, a long, full life uh, and full of music and this great tune. This is the one that Latter-day Saints of course know him best for uh, because it is in our hymn book. Um, but he, he was had a full musical life, and I, I definitely want to find out more yeah uh, about him and his music. that's cool yeah yeah I love this song um you know it it's a fabulous one to to sing in church uh just because of the gratitude that it expresses um you know the the hymns as we sing them uh are to turn our minds to Christ. so how do you think this song turns us to Christ?
1: Um, because it's talking about, since we've been so blessed by the Lord, that we should give that to others as well. We should share what we have.
0: Yeah. And, you know, that's exactly what Jesus did when he was on the earth. He shared, he was serving, he was helping others just like he still does today. (laughs) And so he set us the example and because we have so much we can give to others, um, uh, it's such a a wonderful message. All right.
1: Before we sing the song, which we're going to do, <laughs> <laughs> um, I just wanted to say a couple more things about Grace Knoll Crowell. That she um, became the Texas Poet Laureate in 1936 and the National Honor Poet in 1938. So she was pretty famous in her time. Mm. Like she was the like the mo- one of the most loved poets in America. In the 1930s she would be, and she was American Mother of the Year in nineteen thirty eight <laughs> in nineteen forty she was given an honorary doctorate at Baylor University, and her husband had to quit his job to manage her writing career oh, wow. because she became so um, well known and famous <laughs> and <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool <laughs>
0: that is pretty cool <clears throat> all right, well, we are going to uh, we're going to sing because I haven't given much. And we're we're just going to do an acapella this time. We'll figure out if we want to do accompanied next time. Who knows? We'll see. Like I said, we're just feeling our way through this thing. I'm going to get a note on our piano
2: over here, though. All right. Because I have been given much, I too must give. Because of thy great bounty, Lord, each day I live, I shall divide my gifts from thee with every brother that I see who has the need of help from me. Because of sheltered, fed by thy good care, I cannot see another's lack, and I not share, my glowing fire, my loaf of bread, my roof safe shelter overhead, that he too may comforted. Because I have been blessed by thy great love, dear Lord, I'll share thy love again according to thy word. I shall Show that love by word and deed Thus shall my things be things indeed Ooh, I <clears throat> had a little tickle
0: in my throat. I would like to say, we sort of broke the rules of that song a little bit. It is listed to sing in unison, um, but there's some nice harmonies there in the upper hand. The lower hand does not really work for harmonies. So don't try to sing the bass part. Well, friends, thank you so much for joining us for this first episode of Knowing Him. We want to hear from you and your thoughts about the hymn, so please email us at knowinghim at gmail.com or record a voice message for us by visiting anchor.fm slash knowinghim. Then join us again next time as we sing our way to Knowing Him.